In this very practical Octal FM episode, we think about what makes a good game to play during these tough lockdown life times, and discuss some of the games that we've been playing too. Hello and welcome to another episode of Octal FM. I'm Gelada. And I'm Sefran. And today you join us yet again in sort of lockdown, mostly still lockdown. Mostly. Um, at the time of recording. Uh, things are starting to ease, but that also gave us sort of a chance to look back at how we've been, what games we've been playing through lockdown, you know, mm. because I think that as a gamer, you're in a different not a different position to everyone else, but like a, yeah, it's like a benefit, right? It's it's yeah, nice 100%. that our like main hobby uh, is something that can be done from. You think of all safety. the people who like play sports or <laughs> right. you know, they go socialising, uh, you know, physically out and about exactly. in like pubs and and stuff like that. It's not to say that you know we don't do those things, but our yeah. primary way of enjoying ourselves, both personally but also with other people, is via the medium of gaming. <laughs> exactly. So that wasn't affecting the site. If anything, we were encouraged to do it more for once. Right. And I certainly found that I was picking different games to play. I found sort of like my, what I wanted to play was, was different. And I think that that's kind of like a, you know, like it's a difficult time for everyone. I certainly was fortunate that I was not super negatively affected by things but hmm. you know nonetheless it's a weird time for everyone and everything kind of change you know there's different different things for different people right it, everyone's affected in different ways so that sort of got us we've been chatting a lot about like what games we've been playing and what we found has been good and enjoyable to play and sort of how our like habits have changed and so we wanted to kind of share that but also in a way that is like kind of su- giving some suggestions about what games you might be interested in playing during lockdown or or during a difficult time um, mm. to sort of as an extra bit of therapy, right? You know, not just the practical side of things, but also the kind of mental side of things. The reason that I came, we came to that idea was, well, obviously we like playing games, but we were playing games for different reasons sometimes. Mm. And yeah. sometimes it's just to have fun. And that's still important. And that's still almost always the case as well. But sometimes we would playing games to fit a need that was mm. being caused because of this form of isolation, this form of like, n- not just social isolation, but also like just this lockdown from your regular life, which, yeah. you know, in a lot of ways, people are very dependent on without realizing. Mm. And yeah. when I thought about it, like I was able to, I, I, I saw four main areas in which I think, games helpers in times like this and they certainly help me and i think you could probably expand some of these categories maybe and you could like boil the bubble them down to maybe one core idea etc but the idea was is that they help you to do one of four things which is to relax to focus to organize and to socialize hmm. because i think all of those things that we we all need to do those things on a daily basis regardless of whether we're aware of it or not and yet when we're not able to live our life like we normally would, we suddenly feel very out of touch. You know, we feel, mm. it, it feels unsettling. 
you know for me mm. one of the things that I, i've always needed ever since i can remember like as early as childhood i, I can go back is the need for a routine, the need mm. for organization in my life. Like I need to have like, I know when I'm getting up, I know what I'm doing for the day. I know what my plan is. I, I have to have a plan. But yet when all that's thrown out the window because I can't go outside, for example, like even something so simple as like, like I need to go to the shops to go and get something with dinner because that's just how I have been, my plan is for the day. It makes me feel slightly unsettled. Mm. But games can help with that. So we've we've kind of come up with a list of games that we've both been enjoying playing. Mm. But we also think hit some of those criteria as well yeah. to maybe help you if you're feeling sort of a little bit off kilter in some of those areas. Mm. Yeah, because for, for me, like you say, like for, for you, you know, sort of that routine and, and organization was kind of where you you sort of turned to your hobby to assist you. And for me, I think it was in, you know, because I ch- I went from commuting for work to working from home. And so for me, I needed to, my, my commute allowed me to have a big cutoff right between work and home. Mm. So home was very relaxing and work was work. And there was a nice clearly defined hour where I transitioned from one to the other. Yeah. But with working from home all the time, that's not the case. And so I looked more to games that could really enforce relaxation to kind of help with that barrier. Uh, And then the other thing was that, you know, when normally in my day to day life, I'd spend a lot of time in London uh, and socializing, you know, either hanging out Mm. with people from work or from friends with friends who are also in London. And that was also something that was then missing. And so, again, I sort of turned to video games for for socializing. So where you your thing, there was a lot of thought around organization and focus. And for me, there's a lot around relaxation and, and socializing. So that's where we sort of those categories all came together. Yeah. And I, I don't think that this is an exhaustive list either. No. Because these are games that we've played. Yes. So I'm sure there's going to be and we games. We've not played have, every game. No. <laughs> Although maybe it could be. No, maybe not. We could try. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be something on here that maybe you just wouldn't gel with. or And maybe we've missed a game that would really. that really works for you. You know, mm. something that you've like really fell in love with over the course of this whole lockdown period and maybe we will when we inevitably get locked down again like in future when mm. this is going to you know uh, flare up again so who mm. knows but we're going to break down by category because it's a podcast so we love doing lists um <laughs> and do you want to <laughs> kick us off with our first one yeah the first thing that we wanted to talk about was around games for relaxing Right. And for me, in fact, I was literally just playing this before we started recording. <laughs> surprise, uh, surprise. We've talked about it a lot, but I I certainly personally have really reconnected with Elite Dangerous. Hmm. Um, we talked about this already on the on a soundbite as well. But, you know, even outside of this, the, the scope of that reconnecting, just looking at it as a whole, this is a game that is very, very slow paced or can be very, very slow paced and is mostly slow paced. And you know, is just very peaceful, right? Now, I would also apply that to other games a little bit like Elite Dangerous, like maybe something like No Man's Sky as well, you know, yeah. games that are very exploratory or or Minecraft or something like that. Yeah, yeah, very um, similar. You know, games that are that are expansive and quite sandbox, but also a slow paced, you know, not a sandbox game that is intense or um, I'm trying to think of an example of a sandbox, of an intense sandbox game. Fortnite <laughs> is a bit... Yeah, like a, yeah. Like that's kind of sandboxy. But yeah, like something that is 
is quite slow and something that is not, you know, about rushing from one goal to another or working your way through progressing through a story or, you know, unlocking achievements or smashing through side quests. You know, this is a game that, you know, you can really just kind of like pick something slow to do. Like I've mm. just been exploring, uh, which has been very, very slow. You know, I can just I can just step away from my PC in the middle of it and it's fine. It's so slow paced, you mm. know, and, and I can but I can also just kind of zone out and relax and just get into the routine of jumping from system to system. It's, a, it's almost a way of enabling exactly what you said about that transition period, because right. when you sit down to play, play elite, you're like, you're, you're suddenly removed from your day to day, whatever your tasks have been. And now you're thinking about, well, here I am in my spaceship again, and I'm now going to do this. And then whilst I'm doing that, I may be watching a YouTube video mm. or listening to a podcast or even just mm. focusing on what's going on in the game. Mm. It, it definitely is a relaxing game. I mean, I'm the same way. Like I, I, I played the game a lot more even outside of lockdown, but most of that time is just spent quietly listening to like, I know a podcast or some music or something, you know, it's not so much a game about high action most of the time. Mm. It's certainly one to, to really bring the blood levels down and to really relax and to and it's also a really easy game to sink a lot of hours into so if you do find that you've got a lot of spare time because of lockdown this is definitely a game you can sink that spare time into definitely definitely another way that people often sink a lot of free time outside of video games is like watching tv series they'll binge Mm. a tv series right and that is definitely a valid way of doing it. And I, I I, think that a good TV series can be an absolutely fantastic way of spending an afternoon. But what if you could be part of the TV series? What if you could influence <laughs> the TV series that you were participating in, you know? <laughs> and that's what the next style of games is, is all about. And this one's not necessarily one specific game because I couldn't really pick one because they're all very similar to one another. They all achieve a very similar goal. And that's like a story game, like something a bit like a telltale mm. game. And this is games, things like The Walking Dead or The Wolf Among Us or maybe some of the other similar games like Life is Strange or the Quantic Dream games like Heavy Rain and um, Beyond Two Souls, things like that, mm. where you're playing out a story. It's, it is a game, but it's less of a game. It is more of an interactive story. And I feel these are even better at eating up all of that spare time that you don't necessarily know what to do with than any tv series could because they are so much more immersive because they require you to be engaged with it whilst also just being able to relax in the story unfolding around you i'm sure you've played some of these games and you've gone Mm. wow when did four hours go by you know yeah and sometimes even in a really good tv series you find yourself like fidgeting a little bit or being like when's the next episode or that kind of thing and i I find in these games you just don't do that because it's always grabbing for your attention but not in a like a not in a sudden way but in a you need to sort of like make a decision here like what do you want to Mm. say what do you want to try and you know pick up and and when you are just watching it unfold like in a cutscene or something you're entranced by your actions playing out in front of you yeah i think for me i sort of think that this is a this is a time to revisit or to pick up those very kind of linear walking simulator in inverted commas kind of games 
right? I also think about Last of Us as well, although maybe something about like uh, the apocalypse is not necessarily seem <laughs> yeah, appropriate right now. But, you know, those sort of games where you're you're really just the game is holding your hand through the story, right? And I think that that is a great way to to switch off and and relax because like a TV show, a TV show holds your hand, right? In the sense that it's guiding you through the story. Um, and you're, you're just, you're just the passenger and it's sort of those games that like straddle that line really between something that is a, a TV show where you're purely just an observer to something where you are involved and you are kind of guiding it through at your pace, but also you can still just escape into it because it's not a, you know, open world RPG where you have to decide what, what to do next, right? Yeah. Like where do you where do you want to go on the map next? Which side quest do I want to complete of this list of thirty side quests I've picked up? Yeah. You know, which is why a- I didn't necessarily recommend games like The Witcher, for example. Right, exactly. Even though those games are phenomenally good, they aren't relaxing in the same way. Yeah. Because they yeah. demand you to make constant decisions and they're not very, they don't flow in the same way. They're- yeah, and it's funny that I actually haven't played much of The Witcher, even though I started playing it just before lockdown and I've mm. actually not gone to it that much during um, during lockdown. So sort of, I don't know, I'm sure that there are some people that love to, we've not sort of covered like escapism into kind of like escaping into a world here. Mm. Um, but I've just not necessarily found that the appeal of doing that in sort of like that kind of, like you say, you know, kind of decision-making open world environment. The one thing that they don't require too much of, though, a lot of the time, is you to focus because they're about mm. relaxing, right? Yeah. So the antithesis of to relax is to be on edge, is to be focused, it's to be like laser sharp on one particular thing. And that's important too sometimes in in these sorts of situations of lockdown because you might just be feeling a little bit like a bit dull i guess you could say like you just feel a little bit numb you're not kind of focusing on anything your brains are sort of like a bit mushy feeling we've all been there like you know yeah i think also for me it can sometimes be depending on what's going on what your situation is you may find that you're not feeling as fulfilled right Mm. like maybe maybe you've not really got any kind of goals of what you feel like everything is in is in stasis right and and like nothing is really progressing um, and so actually you can kind of like games, there's no, I think it's great that the games can kind of provide some of that kind of reward um, and focus on and, and drive towards a goal of some kind or towards some kind of, you know, self-improvement within a game um, is a great kind of way of feeling good about yourself and about how you're spending time and stuff like that. Um, for me personally, my sort of focus game that has helped me kind of with that is Valorant, Mm. um, which we've talked about a little bit on the show, but you know, the new first person shooter from Riot, um, you know, it's very skill-based, right? There's a lot of like learning the maps and learning how to communicate and just like getting good at shooting people in the head, um, which is also sometimes good during lockdown. Um, (laughs) and so for me, like that's really scratched that itch, you know, that feeling of, of playing this game that, I can feel myself getting better at. Yeah. Like I can feel myself improving and I can, I'm learning about stuff. I'm reading up on things. I'm watching some esports around it as well, which is also great um, to sort of really, really like skill up in a game um, where something like Elite wouldn't doesn't do that or The no, Witcher or something really, like that. No. Yeah, because I think with Valorant and similar sort of like uh, competitive skill-based games, mm is that you can both measure 
your abilities growing by your yeah. results at the end of a round or the end of a match etc but it also simulates that sort of like continuous understanding growth like that oh okay so if i just do this approach or like mm. if i maybe wait an extra two seconds here before i do this i typically find that the enemies will do something else here or learning how some like different gameplay elements interact it almost mimics the way in which you're constantly learning about things in the real world like mm. when you're not in lockdown and you're going to work and you're hanging out with friends or you're doing whatever your other hobbies might be outside of the home you're always learning something even if mm. you don't necessarily realize you're learning it you yeah. are and I think things like Valorant are a very good way of simulating that from, you know, the safety and comfort of your own home. Definitely. Because every match you're improving a little bit. You're like, oh, so the gun reloads like that. Or it has this particular drop off and I need to move in this particular way, etc. And there's always these very small little improvements each time. It's also, I think, what drove me. I started to, I haven't done it. I haven't committed to this. But I started to look at Dota 2. Um, and sort of, I was starting to watch some like beginner guides, uh, videos on YouTube whilst I was playing elite, um, you know, to sort of like, be like, is this something I want to start investigating, sort of like spending some time on because it'll, you know, it's something I can really kind of like immerse into and learn and skill up and like get yeah. good at and have a defined goal of like, okay, I can play this game. I understand it. Even just understanding Dota 2 is like an accomplishment because it's, it's a, a, the most complicated mobile out there. Yeah. It's, it's the equivalent of like picking up a brand new instrument. Like yeah. you've got to learn so many elements to it before you can even start exactly. to do the basics of it. Um, yeah. But I feel Valorant is a, is a good entry level into that style of focusing. Mm. Uh, and it can give you some, some much needed sense of progressing achievement in your life when otherwise, mm. like you say, everything feels to be on stasis, like nothing seems to be mm. changing. Mm. One of the games for me that helps me focus, but in a much shorter capacity, in a very, very small, incredibly intense way, is uh, the Cook Serve Delicious games. <laughs> I mentioned them a couple of times. Yeah. But often... Such a little cult, feel, cult. This is like a, a Sephiron cult favourite. It is, <laughs> right? But it, it's great. And I really want people to play it. Because it's this wonderful little mini game selection of the games, you know. But at the same time, I feel it has that same reward loop that Valorant does. In the sense that you're constantly skilling up each time. But in a much shorter hmm. amount of time. Like So you, like you, you've said that Valorant games last anywhere from 20 to 40 minutes on average. Which is... Mm. about a normal amount of time for most competitive style games but a cook's delicious round only takes like three minutes <laughs> but in those three minutes you feel every second of that mm. three minutes mm. like you are so laser focused on it and it's a great way of like getting you your mind in a, in a good state of mind like to not necessarily have to focus for 40 minutes in you know fairly intently but to be able to completely focus on a task at hand for just three minutes with nothing mm. else entering mm. your periphery because sometimes it can be difficult like especially when you your mind is so numb from not doing your normal day-to-day -day because of things like mm. lockdown you know it's good to be able to train it to be able to sit like right do this go and that's what the game really like requires you to do to do really really well uh, both from a physical point of view as well as a mental point of view, because the physical dexterity required to pull off like perfect runs with your keyboard and mouse is is pretty intense. So it really mm. helps you sort of like hone in on on your mind and get you in a really good state of mind for the day. 
Yeah, definitely. Those kind of like, you know, short focused mini games. It's almost like a a little mental, little brain stretch. A little, yeah. A little, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, brain workouts, um, for sure. It's really, really useful for that. The last one that we, we thought about for focus is one that I don't think either have played that much. But it, to me, it made a lot of sense because unlike Cook, Serve, Delicious, which is very short, intense, two, three minutes, or Valorant, which is, say, a one-off sort of like, you know, 20, 40 minutes, that then you do another 20, 40 minutes, and then another 20, 40 minutes. We went with Monster Hunter, mm. right? Because Monster Hunter is something that is a bit like an endgame MMO raid, like against a big boss, right? And that's basically the core <laughs> gameplay loop. Yeah. But these require quite a lot of intense focus, but often they can go on for like, you know, an hour plus, sometimes mm. just one encounter. And it rewards so much, both in the way of pre-battle preparation and during battle consistency mm. with pulling off your strategy. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, if you're not, if you're not sort of enamored by playing something like Valorant, where, you know, ability does come into it a lot um and you're sort of playing with other people you know something like monster hunter i think gives you the same satisfaction especially progression as well you know if you start playing monster hunter you know and you see yourself starting with simple stuff and then working your way up to these you know like you say like very like end game mmo raid style um challenges um you know that's very very rewarding and and there's a huge amount to do as well so it's something that can also you know fill a lot of time it's definitely now is definitely the time to to go and take a look a fresh look at, at monster hunter um particularly monster hunter world right um yeah yeah, yeah. which is the latest i think one. it's also one of the games that probably almost more than almost any other game on the list encourages you to think about it outside of playing definitely it. definitely because you're always like well what if i try this strat or if mm. i use this piece of armor yeah you know there's, there's so many little tweaks you could make that you'd be constantly thinking about throughout your day whilst doing either you're working from home or you are just bored at home whatever you know it'll always be there in the back of your mind Mm. causing you to think about something and and keep your brain active when otherwise it would be pretty dull definitely definitely um you mentioned that you know you particularly looked for structure during this time Mm. um and sort of ways that you can give yourself some structure and some routine um i'm gonna hazard a guess that uh the game that did that for you (laughs) the most out of everything was the game that it's almost suspicious how (laughs) how it came out just in time Uh, and that's animal crossing right yeah I mean, you could put any Animal Crossing here, really. But, Mm. I mean, specifically in this instance, we're talking about New Horizon, the most recent one. But they all have a very similar... They they have a similar way of slotting into this section of, like, games to help you organise within a lockdown period. Because it came out at such a perfect time. And it basically requires you to play it a little bit every day and do your little Mm. routines you Mm. know it gives you your dailies to do and it gives you things to look forward to and if you've got nothing else going on in your life at that point because nothing else is going on yeah or even if you do but it's a bit all over the place right uh, yeah and it's all very spotty or not either something you don't want to do and you're looking forward to etc 
this is a this is a very good center point for you. Definitely. You can always think I'm looking forward to seeing what my house looks like now I've upgraded it. Yeah. Or I'm looking forward to seeing what your villager I'm going to get now that I've finished building the extra house, etc. You know, because it's also that thing of although it's like. Yeah, it's like very routine and organized space. It's also at whatever pace you want, right? Because yeah, for the most part, yeah. There's you can... no like deadlines for anything, so no. it doesn't matter if you don't do something. It's still going to be there. And you know, I know so many people that have, you know, picked up Animal Crossing where they've never played an Animal Crossing game before, or they've bought a Switch um, because they've never, yeah, you know, they don't even own a Switch, and they've literally bought a Switch to play Animal Crossing, and they've now sunk you know, hundreds and hundreds of hours into this mm. game um, because it it absolutely provides... I mean, I think it provides across all of these categories, right, that we've talked about. Um, relaxed, I think it does fit organized. into basically all of them. It yeah. fits into all of them, um, which is why it, it has been so popular. But yeah, I think for me, you know, things like you know, the, the way that the turnips work means that there's been this sort of regular communication between people of like, mm. what are your turnip prices today? You know, and sort of like having that, that structure and sort of like thing that's on your to-do list that is friendly and nice and is continuous in a situation where everything around you maybe is a bit more uncertain. Um, you've got that it kind also, of thing. Because like, like you said, it doesn't require you to do it, but you want to do it. It doesn't feel like a social obligation either. Mm, yeah, Like agreed. if you just don't feel like it one day, if you don't feel like logging on or checking your prices or whatever, there's no backlash from that yeah your villagers like, aren't going to get annoyed with you if you don't talk to them <laughs> exactly whereas in real life if you decide that i just don't want to deal with people <laughs> even, just even your everything. friends you know like sometimes you just don't want to deal with people which is completely normal and fair yeah but sometimes people might get a little bit annoyed about that or the opposite they may be worried about you but there's nothing to be worried about you just want a little bit of chill time well animal crossing can do that for you without the need for that worry at the same time like i don't know it i i imagine you could probably do like a proper medical case study on the health benefits of animal crossing yeah i mean i'm surprised that it hasn't been um an officially prescribable um <laughs> medication but yeah definitely on the flip side of that one so the game that you kind of come back to and then you put down and you come back to later on is a game that you struggle to put down you, you always just want to keep playing one more turn, one mm. more go. Uh, and this one's something that you've picked up, which is actually interesting because this is very much more of a me game. Mm, yeah. Um, but you've been dipping your toe into Civilization VI recently. Yeah, I think Civ VI is a, it's a great game for sort of giving a bit of... It is an of itself very structured, but also, you know, you can drop in and out of it very easily. It encourages a lot of sort of planning as well because and sort of strategic thinking i think is is kind of really good in in sort of fulfilling that that need but it's still reasonably relaxed right because of because of the fact that it's turn-based um for me i've picked it up during lockdown because um tony was actually playing uh, mm. another turn-based game and has and you know has played lots of things like um fire emblem and you know tactics kind of turn-based games yeah and i was like you should really play it you should really play some civ you would probably like it yeah um, absolutely you know and so it's also fulfilled that as well in the sense that it's kind of you know quite a social game mm. um but not sort of in a you know it's very easy to just like fit it around anything because there's no kind of 
you can either play for five minutes or five hours. Yes. There's no kind of like, literally, you can just play it for five minutes because it is, you know, you could just play a couple of turns and then stop. Um, It really doesn't need a lot of time, but it has a lot of structure and a lot of like, you know, you can almost kind of follow a checklist in your mind of each turn, you know, of like, okay, what do I need to do? What cities am I looking after? And what What do I need to do with them? Yeah, what's my goal in the next... 10 turns but then what's my goal in the next 100 turns yeah exactly exactly so it really kind of like fulfills that sort of like structure of like okay i know what i'm doing here i know how to do this and i know how to respond to things and and do stuff it has a similar effect as monster hunter does as well in that it's it's going to be one of those games you're going to be thinking about outside Mm. of playing it too Mm. because you're going to be like what do I do? do I, how do I build that city? You know, mm. what should I aim towards? Should I should I prescribe for that wonder, or should I not bother with it? You know, you, that this is another game that's going to have you thinking about it and keeping your mind active. You know, and planning out. I think that's a key word as well. Planning your your end goal, your strategy, how mm. you're looking to try and progress within the game. Mm. And even if it's not necessarily planning your own actual life, I think having that. You're, that sense of I have planned something that has worked out well, it can be really good for feeling mm. if you're feeling a little bit disconjointed, a little bit all over the place, you know, it gives you that set, that, that centre place to, to work from. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, we can't really talk about games that you would typically associate with spending a lot of spare time playing mm. without talking about an MMO, right? Yeah. And I think that you would definitely traditionally think, and I think this is changing, right? But you would definitely traditionally think of MMOs when you think about games that are kind of kind of give you some way of socializing, right? A way, yeah. a, a yeah, human yeah. connection, right? I think MMOs are the ultimate for human connection in games beyond, you know, something like Valorant, which you're, you know, playing with a team, but briefly or games that you already play with friends. Um, but if you want to make new friends um, and sort of feel a connection with people, uh, there are no games that do that better, I think, than MMOs. And I think yeah. a great one, um, which you mentioned when we were talking about this, is Final Fantasy XIV, right? I yeah. think in terms of MMOs that are like the easiest and best to get into right now, today, it's Final Fantasy XIV. I think we, we've talked about it in the past about why it's such a great MMO. Mm. But I think that right now as well, having that simplicity of a game to start without yeah. much in the way of you need pre-existing knowledge hurdles at, or you need to do like an absolute load of research before ta- beforehand etc or it doesn't get good until you get to like you know certain levels etc mm. like the game is pretty much good from level one all the way to well, actually, you know whatever the end level is yeah um <laughs> it it's it's always fun to play because it, it kind of incorporates some of the other elements of the previous games and that it has your dailies you can do and it has things you can look forward to every time you log on. But then going to the, the, the core of why we chose it for the socializing, it's, it's baked into almost every aspect of the game. You know, if it's just running around and seeing people, you know, if it's queuing for a dungeon or a raid, etc., and finding a group of people who kind of, you know, you want to hang out with those situations are the best way to socialize in games because it gives you something to focus on or something to i don't know uh enable the discussion and then i can guarantee you after you finish what you're doing you're going to keep chatting with these people mm. you know yeah 
And that's what leads to long-lasting online friendships. Yeah, MMOs are without a doubt. Like, it's that, you know, you you play with a couple of people for a little bit and then you see that they're in a guild or whatever, you know, and you get invited to that or you ask to be invited. And then before you know it, you're like chatting to the same people every day. You know, yeah. you, you log on. Um, and you recognize the names of the people that you've, you know, you played with or that, you know, seem to be on every day. And you start to hear a little bit about what's going on in their lives. Mm. Um, and you start to to share that as you're playing. And that is such a uniquely, you know, and wonderful thing about MMOs is that before you know it, you're in, you've gained a friendship group, right, of people that you're talking to. Yeah, it's, it's, if you, if you feel like you need that, um, then literally just dropping into an mmo for a few hours and before you know it you've gained it (laughs) easy peasy (laughs) i think one of the other strengths that the mmos a bit like final fantasy 14 or or things like wow as well do it too have that allow it to be even easier and more enjoyable to socialize is that their games are not just about one thing they're not just about like Mm. flying spaceships or not just about killing monsters etc they have full-on socializing areas and activities you can do for just fun yeah like to relax like you can sit around in in an area and just chat or you can you know you can go and play a little mini game or something and, and you know the game is built with socializing in mind so there's so many little quality of life things to make like chatting and socializing easier uh, or just small little things that allow it to be enabled easier if you're a little bit awkward in some certain situations you know like these mmos are designed for that purpose pretty much so use them if that's what you need Mm. right now i think also you know, there's a lot of like a lot of people are experiencing, you know, video and voice chat for the first time or mm. or like using it very heavily. And I think that there is something to be said for the reduced pressure and slower pace of a text based yeah. communication, which is something that, OK, people do with things like WhatsApp. But like text messages is very it's asynchronous, but it's also quite demanding in that it's like there's a notification, you're expected to respond, you know, often there's things yeah. like read receipts and stuff like that. That does not exist in MMOs, right? There's like no. a, it's a chat room. Um, and, yeah, you know, a passive one as well most of the time. Like yeah. you can just be sat there doing what you're doing in the game for half an hour just reading the, the back and forth between people. Exactly. And then you can just simply add what you think. It's like sitting start- in the corner of the pub. You're yeah. that you're that one lonely person sat in the corner on your own. But your voice is equally as loud as everyone else's. Yeah. You know, your voice isn't going to get drowned out by the more actively loud people because there's it's a level playing field in that yeah. regard. Agreed. There's another kind of category of games as well, I think, that is great for socialising. And this is sort of like, uh, you know, if you've already got a set of people that you maybe play games with, then you've probably already played some Jackbox, right? Yeah. Because it's a fantastic fantastic lockdown tool i think more than a game right i think so it's a catalyst really for for socializing um something like jackbox you know those kind of party games with a bunch of mini games especially if they're based if they're phone based or you know they don't particularly require high spec anything you know a lot of these things like jackbox you know we've certainly been when we've played it you know one person shares their screen right and then everyone else can just use the phone yeah really be on any device you just need to be on a video call of some kind yeah 
you know, it's really, really great for that. It's it's easy. I think that's the primary thing is that mm. it enables you. It's, it's a bit like going to the pub. Like you go to the pub to socialize and the, the drinking element of things is what allows it to be simpler. There's no requirement for an activity to be set. You know, you all want to hang out with one another, but you kind of need a reason to, if that makes sense. Like, right. And things like Jackbox do that. Like they give you something to kind of like focus around what's also just simply socializing and being a bit silly or having a good chat about something, et cetera. You know, yeah. it's it's a lubricant. It's a catalyst, like you say. Definitely, definitely. But there's so many games that you can play during lockdown. They all have <laughs> different purposes, right? So these are just some that we think work really well in these environments and for these situations that you might be facing. And... I'm hoping that we're going to come across more of them as we as we carry on, because I, I guarantee you this is not going to go away just yet. Um, <laughs> and we'll almost certainly share them as we go on to, like in soundbite episodes. Mm. Um, but more, more importantly, I want to know what other people have been mm, playing. Definitely. How have you been dealing with lockdown? Yeah, absolutely. would really like to hear some of your stories and games that, you know, maybe previously you've passed over or that you've played a long time ago, but are now coming back to and finding, you know, that it ha- takes on a, a new meaning, right? And a different role in your life. Definitely let us know. You can send us an email, show at octal.fm or Twitter at octal.fm on Twitter, instagram.com forward slash octal.fm facebook.com forward slash octal fm basically forward slash octal fm no wait yeah, instagram exactly. is octal dot fm oof nearly got that one wrong nearly you nearly got it wrong there that'd have been terrible Whew. imagine if that long-term fan finally decided to get up the courage to go on our socials and to send us a message and they, they wanted the, to use instagram and they couldn't and they came to the wrong profile because octal fm is zero posts zero followers just like this empty account and it's not us. Um, that would actually look quite bad if that was us. <laughs> it's like, come that and talk to us worse. on this empty Instagram. I mean, Completely it's, empty. it's half empty. Yeah, definitely let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, hopefully this has given you some ideas about games to pick up. Yeah. To maybe, you know, maybe Animal Crossing is just about losing its shine now. And so you are looking for something else to play. Yeah. <laughs> um, you need to dust up. off some of the other the games in your Steam library yeah, that have been go, sitting there for a long time. Maybe go pick up an MMO. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, in the meantime, I've been Gelada. And I've been Saffron. And catch us again for another episode of Oxal FM very soon. You can also just spend your lockdown just listening to Oxal FM back catalogue episodes. There is a lot. <laughs> we do whittle on. Yeah, that's basically, that's that could be our new slogan. Oxal FM, we do whittle on. <laughs> Like right now. <laughs>